0: everyone and welcome to One of Us is a Filmmaker. Hello, hello. Hi, I'm Cassia. I'm Orion. And we are a brother brother and sister. We are brother and sister even. Mm -hmm. And we like to talk about the movies we grew up with and we're hoping that you guys out there listening also grew up with the same movies and enjoy hearing us chat about them.
1: Yeah, I assume our listening base is probably uh, our age. The
0: 90s, noughties. Yeah that vibe even if you're not that
1: age you're up for it yeah (laughs) because they're good films you know tune in exactly
0: do you think everyone in their generation thinks that their
1: their era of cinema was the best oh that's a good question well maybe actually maybe it does
0: you know people say you know oh it was so much better in my day do we all just think it was better in my are they mean? (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, probably. That's Unless probably the rose, the rose tinted yeah. vibe. You Unless
0: know. you know the, those people who like live as if they live in like nineteen twenties. You have you seen people like that?
1: Oh, like like their house is all like nineteen twenties, and but they, they dress, dress up. A, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, maybe I, I guess they're different. They're not the people. That, well, they wish they were just bit. born in a different era. probably. Yeah. you know that kind of vibe. I don't think we necessarily. Though, would you sit here and say that you think our childhood era of films is the best era of films that has been made?
0: Well, I mean, it's hard because...
1: This is a debate in itself. I
0: know, Sally. Well, because I say our childhood films, I feel like, are the best childhood films, but I didn't watch the childhood films, like, from the 2010s, really, or, like, then from the 80s and 70s Mm. and 60s. So how do I know?
1: Yeah. Well, I feel like the argument really boils down to not what's the best era of, like, films, because I think films are always good. I guess what you're really asking is what's the best era of, like mainstream films yeah you know because that's the thing that is like slightly changes over time you'll always find good films in any film period but it's like okay what are the mainstream films at the time you grew up with mm. and we've spoken mostly about mainstream films but we've thrown in a couple of indies in there you know yeah
0: we, we like the indies to, you know being an indie filmmaker myself you know we got to get the indie talking
1: exactly get a bit of respect on it
0: Respect. Yeah. Keeps having respect from someone. We're not getting any respect from the cinemas, so yeah. there you go.
1: <laughs> I thought you were going to say one of us is a filmmaker podcast, I not getting any respect from anyone. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody you know cares how about how the, the right. podcast. You know how it goes. It's <laughs> tough. Uh, well, we're not talking about an indie film today
0: no but it's uh definitely i feel like the filmmaker of the films was a very indie filmmaker yeah that's true as the filmmaker in question is
1: robert rodriguez yeah and the films are this spy kids franchise Whee-hoo. which is amazing because we've been talking about this for a while as in like i feel like we've been thinking about spy kids mm. you know i mean who hasn't seen spy kids realistically
0: don't know tell us out there if you've not seen spy kids yeah
1: i mean <laughs> uh, it's just one of those series that's like i don't know it's very iconic i think spy mm. kids you know?
0: It's it's quite a unique film. Mm. It's a very unique kids' film. And we watched this in the cinema, like, five, six times. You know, we went to see it loads. Yeah. There was a weird period of time back in early 2001 when we were in uh, America for quite a long time. And basically, it was all snowy and cold. There wasn't much to do. So what we did is we went to the cinema. And this, Spy Kids, and The Emperor's New Groove were the two <sighs> films we just went and watched, like loads i think every day we were just went to go
1: see one or the other what a great year
0: <gasps> yeah great I <laughs> had.
1: I had lord of the rings
0: yeah lord, oh, and how the first harry potter came out in 2001
1: hold on a second
0: <laughs> now nah, maybe
1: in the great debate that <laughs> we just spoke about actually it was the best era of movies yeah maybe who knows this is a solid solid year
0: you should definitely do like what's the best
1: year of each decade Ooh. for films Oh, that's actually a good
0: 2001's got a strong argument. Yeah,
1: 2001 is going big. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> going, going
0: hard or going home.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because um, Spy
0: Kids is... Uh, it's funny because a little backstory about the film.
1: Okay, here we go. You know,
0: Robert Rodriguez, this very indie filmmaker, mm-hmm. who is very uh, sort of do-everything himself from the ground up, indie roots. He basically did extremely low-budget films. His first film he did called... I think it was El Mariachi, it's called. Mm-hmm. And it was like $7,000 budget. Shot it all, oh, yeah. Ways. That's
1: that's almost like and I, I don't want to be uh superfluous when I say this. I don't know if that's the right <laughs> word, but uh, that's kind of a budget anyone could do, yeah, you know, like if you got a
0: spare seven grand, yeah, if right. you, I mean, I, but that's <laughs> what I mean.
1: Is like if you wanted to make a film, you could save up yourself and do that, you know, which yeah. is like really impressive. It with is. how you're making films out on that money,
0: yeah, absolute string He also can edit himself, I think he can film, you know, it's all those things where you just Did it all because, I mean, you
1: can't afford to pay anyone. Well, it probably makes you a well-rounded filmmaker.
0: For sure. Like, I don't know everything about cameras at all, but I know how to work one specific camera. Mm -hmm, (laughs) But mm -hmm. just doing that and uh, being able to film things for people and I can edit, it just does give you a better overview and understanding of the other roles and how you as a director are going to, like, communicate with them Mm. on the set or when you're having your creative conversations definitely helps the first spy kids movie mm-hmm. did you know he edited it himself as well really yep
1: i actually quite like the editing in spy kids yeah it's great i think it's it's, it's a little bit cheesy <laughs> but i quite like it that it's kind of cheesy
0: well it's fun it's like it's very actually it's very quick i think it's very reminiscent of his sorts of films which are very action heavy mm. grindhouse you know quite dark and yeah You know, not what you would associate with his films, his older films and even his newer ones.
1: Are they Uh, quite violent?
0: Yeah, very violent. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because I I don't actually think, if I'm honest, I've watched other Robert Rodriguez films. But Mm. from what I've seen of them and what I've heard about his films is I associate him with being quite, like, violent Mm -hmm. in his movies. Like, yeah. And I suppose... In Spy Kids, that hasn't totally gone away.
0: No, no. And I think that's what what the charm of Spy Kids is. It's got fun action sequences. And yeah. Yes, they might be with giant thumbs. But still, yeah. <laughs> you've yeah. got the danger and the time in there. Yeah. I mean, some of his other films are like Desperado, Machete, mm-hmm. Planet Terror. Machete. You know, Machete. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. I think that's probably one of his like most famous films mm-hmm. is Once Upon a
1: Time in Mexico. He always has. I mean... This obviously makes sense for who he is, but he always has a strong South American theme undercurrent in his movies. Yes. Yeah.
0: The thing is, he said in an interview recently that he basically had to bite tooth and nail with the studio to make it a Latin American family. Uh, mm. They were like, why can't this just be an American family? He was like, because. Why can't it just be Latin? Yeah, like, it just doesn't,
1: does, doesn't really make any <laughs> sense. I, and I, like, yeah, I mean, if it's his film, he just... It could be any characters, and he wanted yeah. this. So, what difference does it make? And actually, I think one of the unique things about Spy Kids is that it's so unlike a a lot of what film is trying to do to push representation today. Actually, it was so unspoken that they were just a Latin American family. Yeah, like th- yeah. that's it. They just are. There's exactly. no questioning just, it. There's there's nothing. It's that's who it is. You exactly. Know?
0: They're just existing. And they get to go through the story and everything. Mm. And yeah, and it's funny because like, as a kid, I'm not watching it being like, oh, that's a Latin American family. You yeah, could... no
1: one cares. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like, you can just put people on screen and that's representation and mm. you don't need to argue about it and say it's woke. It's like, no, just put them on screen and kids are going to watch it and enjoy it. Mm. You know,
1: mm-hmm. love exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Please. Yeah, that it's it's something that lots of kids films wouldn't grapple with. Yeah. They wouldn't even do that. And so I respect Spy Kids for doing that. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah, well that's what I mean. Back yeah. in the day. It's two thousand and one. I mean Best of Cinema. Best year of cinema, <laughs> <Best year laughs> mate. I mean. pushing, pushing cin- boundaries. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so
0: do you remember watching Spy Kids multiple times in the cinema or were you too young? You uh, I, all I all was history. too I
1: was too young, I was too young. But I do remember watching it on repeat <laughs> on D V D. That as a kid,
0: well we had it on video actually
1: yeah, video that's why was... oh my God <laughs> I forget how old we are. yeah exactly. um yeah, well, well I just remember watching it over and over and over and over and over again mm. I, I remember watching the second one over and over and over <laughs> again. I remember watching the third one when it came out in the cinema, you mm-hmm. know, like I remember spy kids I think it's because there's something very charming about it, yes, yeah, there is something really charming about spy kids that I'm not sure, like if you look at like spy movies for kids that have come out since then Mm. they've all been a little bit ungrounded and unrealistic like i think it was like i watched the spy next door with like jackie chan right and i was just like this whole thing is a bit silly Mm -hmm. right but when you watch spy kids at least spy kids one you watch it and you think this is quite grounded for what it is you know it's quite it's quite like real
0: I think apart, Like, it is silly. Like, there are thumb thumbs as, like, the baddies. Yes. And, like, it is really silly. But equally, like you were saying, the gravitas of the acting, mm. I think, really helps. Yeah. I mean... To have two great child actors, Alexa Vega mm-hmm. and
1: Dara Sabara. Playing yeah. Junie and Carmen Cortez. Cortez, yeah. exactly. We could say her full name, but I actually can't I, remember. It, it. It, it, she, she does say it at one point, and I think that's the only time... where I, When I was younger... Now, obviously, I realise, but when I was younger, I didn't realise they were like Latin American family, if I'm honest. But um, there's one point where she says... Her, she has to say her whole name to yeah. g- get access to, like, the boat or whatever it is. Uh, it's the house. The safe house, that's it. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, and it's this really, really long... Name. Your name, and I just can't remember what it is.
0: <laughs> that was a really long way to tell that story, too. That's great.
1: Well, that's what it. the listeners come for. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: you know, if we had to say our name to enter a safe house, that would also be very long. Like our full, full name. Yeah, true. Can you even say it? Well,
1: it's not that It's not as long as... Can't no, to name.
0: be fair, it's just three names. But our last... Our, like, original version this of our last This is a bit of Jossie Jettie
1: day. trivia here, boys, here go, yeah. boys and girls. So <laughs> it's, here we
0: go. Uh, it's long. So I would be Cassia Jos No, it wouldn't. It'd be... Sorry, let me get it right. Right. (laughs) It'd be Cassia Yudajakowski jetty
1: which is quite long. But we weren't given middle names to spare us from more trauma. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Whereas poor Alexa Vega's character had all the middle
1: names. (laughs) Every middle name.
0: Every middle name ever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But their performances are really good and The material is well-written in its, like, charming sort of way, but they elevate it. Mm. And the parents as well, and their chemistry. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Antonio Banderas just being hilarious yeah
1: i actually <laughs> as a side note i love antonio banderas <laughs> i love everything that he's been in i love him in everything he's been in yeah he's just that guy
0: he's <laughs> just, just guy. he's just that he's not
1: the guy <laughs> oh, we'll get to that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's a guy that's he's, cool. he's a guy that's just great you yeah. <laughs> know yeah um
0: do you remember i sent you that clip of him singing um phantom of the opera oh god no, no, remember, it was great.
1: Oh, yes. No, but the actual movie of, you sent me, a, I, I was thinking of the clip of Phantom of the Opera, the movie that no, you sent me, I and, sent and you, I was like, ooh. Do you remember
0: I sent you Antonio Banderas singing the music
1: of the night? Yes, World yes, yes, you And did, it was amazing. Yeah. And He's a multi-talented man. And you know,
0: we were like, <laughs> why wasn't he cast in the, movie,
1: the <laughs> yeah, musical version? Know. That would have been amazing.
0: Not, no offence to Gerald Butler, but, I mean, Antonio Banderas has got it going on.
1: You know. A lot more than <laughs> <Yeah>. part- <laughs> the in shit. the
0: vocal department. That's what i yeah,
1: talking yeah, about here. Yeah. Well, he doesn't um, get to shine vocally in this film in Spy Kids, but no. he does get to shine. Um,
0: he's comedic. Touches.
1: Yeah, he's very, very, very funny in this film. He yeah. kind of carries the comedy in this film, and especially with the relationship between him and uh, his wife's parents.
0: Oh yeah.
1: His, you know, like when it the comes out
0: in Spy Kids too.
1: Yeah, 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 Mm -hmm. 100%. And it's, oh, it's so funny.
0: It is those realistic family dynamics Mm -hmm. and the sibling relationship, those bits. Yeah. Yes, that make it feel real and grounded more so than, I think, yeah, like other kids' spy films, even of the time, you know. Uh, I'm trying to think of some, like, spy film kids. It was probably
1: mostly like... Harriet the Spy? But that's what I mean, it was probably more like detectivey kids films yeah, like so like stemming down basically all the way from like famous five sort of stuff, yeah you know but
0: to I, have like actual action
1: yeah action yeah yeah
0: characters that wasn't like a cartoon of like teenage mutant ninja yeah yeah Power exactly Rangers. it wasn't a
1: cartoon i mean that that means in essence then actually it was quite genre defining yeah it's kids thank you robert rodriguez yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> well played.
0: The thing is, is that it did so well at the box office. Did it? So i can give you some, well, some little numbers here.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all know do you have the budgets as well? Yes. All right, well, also I'm then, ready for. Oh, Cassio with the knowledge, my bad.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, well, the budget for Spike is One was $35 million.
1: Mm.
0: How much do you think it made at the box office worldwide?
1: I'm going to say three times as much, so about 120? More? 150? More? 200? basically 200 billion basically 200
0: 197
1: million in, in box made. office yeah wow that is a lot of money to make <laughs> in, a, in a weekend or whatever
0: I mean we're probably responsible for like 20% of that <laughs> <laughs> genuinely we went to see it about 5-6 times when it came out yeah and then we still we went to watch it again when it came out in England as well so, like I said, I think I'm we sure are responsible we did. for I have, a lot of I have
1: no surprises about that. It's that good. It really is that good.
0: Mm-hmm. The thing is, what's nice about I wouldn't say the second or third one are the same, but the first one definitely has stuff for adults to enjoy. Yeah. It's got uh, the this adult humour and I think sort of the sly comedy with the dad and his wife, um, you know, Gregorio Cortez and Ingrid Cortez. And mm. even just like the dynamic between Minion. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, yeah.
0: some clever funny bits is in the dialogue there that definitely you know is. that you can enjoy i think as adults whereas i do think that there's less of those clever witty nuances in the second and third one It's a bit more for just for kids though, yeah it?
1: i definitely agree with that
0: but, uh i mean the critics loved the first movie they did absolutely do you want to know how much i know we should do rotten tomatoes
1: at the end but we start with it we'll this. go along as we go along um
0: Guess how much the critics
1: have scored on Rotten Tomatoes. Critics, critics rating. Okay, you said it was good. I'm going 83%. More. 86%. More. 90%. More. 94%. <laughs> <laughs> My increments there were all over the place. It's 93%. <laughs> <laughs> funny. Yeah, I just started shouting completely random funny, numbers. Um, 90, 93.
0: 93, yeah.
1: That's very high. It's really high. That's extremely high.
0: The audience is not so good. Do you want to guess what the audience rating is for Spy Kids number Uh, one?
1: I'm going to guess. There's a specific
0: reason why it's not that high.
1: But I'll tell you in a minute. Okay. Um, Now you said it's not that high, I'm going to go for like 68%. Less. (laughs) Oh. 60%? Less. 45%. 47%. Mm, That's rough. (laughs) <laughs> is the reason there was something in it that's like controversial and it got boycotted or No, no. I'm not going to get it then. What is the reason?
0: Basically, you know like hardcore fans of things like Star Wars for example, yeah. they don't yeah. meet expectations. They go hard on the dislike. Yeah. It's a similar thing. Rodriguez had a very, like, like yeah, I guess, like, a cult following of really hardcore fans. And then because he did a kids' no. film, they were like, nah, I don't like this.
1: No, man. That's basically what happened. No, that's not fair.
0: So a lot of his, like, adult audiences were like,
1: eh? what's this? I understand people's arguments when it's like, sometimes people sell out for things and you think, oh, that's not really what they would class as, like, a... The filmmaker's film." Yeah, it's not a filmmaker's film that they've made. But at the same time it's completely different ballpark from what he did before as it's a kid's film. Mm. So like it, it's, it's just completely different, whether it was a mainstream film or not, uh, as opposed to being an indie film, it was a completely different like tone. It was mm. always going to be a completely different tone, you know? So there you go. I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm surprised because most people I talk to like just friends, I mean, this is anecdotal obviously, but like most people I talk to, they're like, Spy Kids is amazing. I remember Spy Kids. They love it. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's like a great kids film, yeah. Which is a shame. So we get bad audience rating, but you yeah. know. But I did see that thing that I showed you the other day, where mm. I think it was an IGN article that said like, oh, there's it's come out lately that uh, Rotten Tomatoes, some movies had been paying off people to give them certain reviews, yeah, which. Honestly, isn't that surprising?
0: Oh, no, definitely. Like, it'll probably end up happening on, like, Letterboxd
1: in, like, a few years. you will be like, oh, actually, there's all these people doing it. it, But if it happens on such a mass scale, Mm. that probably is a problem. It'll probably become more of a problem with, like, AI stuff that can generate reviews, like, in half a
0: second.
1: You know, so. Wild
0: times we live in.
1: I know, tough. Mad. Um, But we, we, well, I was just thinking, uh we still haven't given a... An overview of Spy Kids' film. Oh, yeah. As, as oh, gee, a, yeah. Sorry, everyone. A, We're, like, a, a, halfway through. Yeah. <laughs> so, far it's fine. I just feel that like maybe we should go for the Spy Kids plot.
0: Go for it. I think we go
1: for it. Okay, I'll give it a go, shall I? Yeah. I'm getting better at these, so hopefully yeah. this one is not too bad. So, these two young kids find out that their parents are international spies and have been taken by this evil person <laughs> who we yet don't know. They embark on this journey to become spies and save their parents, and yeah, they end up stopping this guy called Flump from taking over the world <laughs> with with fake kids.
0: Yes, with with versions of themselves. Y- yeah. Super super crazy kids.
1: Yeah, because it's all about the, is it the third brain? Yeah, yeah the third brain.
0: <laughs> they are kind of it's it's funny. It's like really like ridiculous, but also makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: it does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And
0: then thus. Uh, Junie and Carmen Cortez, the the spies in question, launch mm. the Spy Kids program that mm. you see in. Uh, I was going to say season two. I mean film number two.
1: Yep.
0: And in film number three, but at that point, film number three, Junie's decided he doesn't want to be a spy no more.
1: Mm. The politics, uh, yeah. it's too much, you know. For <laughs> too much. Bear this. in mind, though, throughout the, all these films, the kids barely age. Yeah, they just look like the same age pretty much the whole time.
0: It's because they filmed it really back to back because the first one comes out two thousand and one, second one came out 2002, third one came out in two thousand and
1: three.
0: Was it two thousand and three? Yep, it literally I thought there
1: was a bigger gap.
0: Nope. They all came out in succession one year after the other.
1: Oh my god, wow, they did well on that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. They
0: must have I mean, the production of writing it directly, it, like creating it all, must have been quite rapid. Which is maybe where you could say that the quality of The second and third film maybe slips a little bit, you know. Mm. Uh, But I mean, also, as we've talked about a lot on this podcast, sequels and three-quels are generally hard to do. Yeah. If the first
1: one. One thing I would say, which is an important thing, is because Spike is 3 is Spike is 3D game over. Yeah. And yeah. Th- that was very, very, very strong in pushing 3D films. Mm-hmm. It was like massively at the forefront of like 3D films becoming mainstream. Yeah. And I remember everyone going to the cinema wearing the glasses being like, oh, this is the film we want to see with 3D. Yeah. You know? So I give it props for that, even though it's probably not the best film. Yeah. But like, yeah.
0: Yeah, I would say, personally, I think the third is the worst. I
1: I, th- I don't think that's controversial. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: then I think the second's
1: second worst. It's,
0: and then I think the first is the best. I was there's some to give it-
1: redeeming things about the second one mm-hmm. that I think still Steve make Buscemi? it... Re- it is Steve <laughs> Buscemi. I just think it just makes it so... But I also think that the third one, it wholly embraces its, like, silliness and stupidity and, like, just goes for it.
0: Yeah, it's wrapped up in the Elijah Wood cameo, really, isn't it, it? the it, whole thing? Yeah, but that's, that's what
1: I mean, is, like, that that moment in itself just completely represents how silly the series is.
0: So it came out in 2003, so Elijah Wood is in this film as uh, The Third Lord of the Rings is coming out. Oh, isn't that nice? One, two, three, one, two, three parallel universe it's like
1: so it's like the parallel of the great trilogy yeah. of our time exactly <laughs> coming out 7, one, two, three. so what do you think was better Lord of the Rings or kids <laughs> like like now there's a debate <laughs> it's
0: a hard one um I forgot what my point was now what was I talking about oh Elijah Wood Elijah Wood uh playing the guy mm. literally has like Two lines in that movie. Turns yeah. up, I'm the guy. Mm-hmm. Dies. like by
1: <laughs> <on laughs> Two stream, seconds two later.
0: Seconds. And it's... Uh, and it just... Oh, no. That is really silly. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And the filmmakers know it's silly. I wonder how they got Elijah Wood to do that cameo.
1: He probably thought it was jokes. <laughs> Elijah probably was like, oh, I've just done this video on the Bunny Museum. I'd rather be doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Elijah Wood has done some weird stuff.
0: Well, he was doing Lord of the Rings at the time.
1: Yeah, I know, no, I know, I know. It's just I've <laughs> seen clips of him doing strange films (laughs)
0: strange films
1: he's yeah he's done some very strange stuff Mm. so i'm not surprised if i'm honest that he just showed up in spy kids
0: 3 i love it yeah that's my favorite
1: moment of spy kids 3 to be honest anyway
0: spy kids 3 does get a bit convoluted i mean i'm just trying to think they're kind of stuck in a game to. Try and rescue someone else who's stuck in the game. While Junior has to rescue his sister who's stuck in the game. Yeah, it's I, all a bit wrong. I can't remember why they need to win the game. Something about if people play the game, their mind will get taken over by the Toy Maker, played by Sylvester Stallone. You know, they do have some very big actor cameos in these movies. Yeah,
1: we have. We got a cast list. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's reel let's reel out some of the because other than the main four, mm. who we've probably we've said already, um, we haven't actually mentioned the mum. Some of the mum's actress.
0: Yeah, so should. her name, uh, Ingrid Cortez, yeah. is played by Carla Gugino, who's great,
1: by the way. She's great. She's great She's great and everything else. Yeah, yeah, been, yeah.
0: To be honest. Um, then, well, okay, from the first film, mm. our additional characters by famous actors are Alan Cumming playing Fluke Flu. <laughs> and then we have Tony Shalhoub playing Minion. Minion. <laughs> it's
1: <laughs> Mr. Minion. Minion. Oh.
0: <laughs> so good. Uh, and then we have Danny Trejo playing Machete, Uncle Machete.
1: Yeah. Which spawned I think it spawned the Machete spin-offs.
0: Yeah, I mean Danny Trejo I think it worked with Rodriguez before. I don't know if like Machete was his like another character they'd already done in a film
1: or, or I, was, I can't was it? remember yeah, it, if it came out after Spy Kids or it did. if it like, was. It did, like Machete
0: killed Well there's maybe there's Machete and then Machete kills. There might be a few.
1: So are you uh, saying that there's potential that Machete, the films came out after Spy Kids, but the character was created in an earlier film?
0: Possibly, yes.
1: That might be a little universe of Ro- Rodriguez universe thing going on. Yeah,
0: exactly. Oh. We're, we're not best
1: educated on Rodriguez films, so no, maybe we, I should, we, should, we should we should we get get back catalogue.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Someone tell us if if there's a Rodriguez universe, and I should do a deep dive yeah. into it. Um, Anyway, he's in it. And he's also in the other films as well. Mm -hmm. Mostly is then in cameos. Yeah, he shows up. Um, Okay, so that's the first film. Mm -hmm. Second film, we have Steve Buscemi, as I said.
1: Oh, beautiful.
0: Playing the inventor of the island, Mm -hmm. Romero. Yeah. Being manipulated. Best character ever created. Yeah, yeah, well.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's great. (laughs) He's honestly great. Uh,
0: What's the line he says where it's like? He says, he says,
1: he says, he says, do you think? God stays in heaven in fear of what he's created on earth.
0: Ah, that's deep, man. Yeah,
1: it is deep. Go for a degree. It is real deep, mate. Deep,
0: Deep man. Then we have his grand... No, we have Junie and... uh, What's the name? Junie and Carmen's grandparents in the second film. Just called Grandmother and Grandfather. Yeah,
1: the grandmother I always remember as the uh, mother in Two and a Half Men.
0: Oh, I remember her as the mother in George of the
1: Jungle. She's the mother in everything. Yeah. So there you go.
0: Holland Taylor and Amos. Also
1: the grandfather is like a very famous South American actor, right?
0: Uh yes, I think so. Valentin Avelin, his name is? Yeah,
1: I hadn't I haven't seen him in other things, but I heard that he is a very, very famous South American actor. Hmm. So... Oh, that's really nice. Yeah.
0: Then we also have Emily Osmond playing Gertie Giggles.
1: Yeah. She was very film. young, this... Yeah.
0: Yeah, she was. She was really good, actually. I mean, well, all she, the kid actors being,
1: was She was good in Hannah Montana, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's true, that. I mean, that's what I assume most people know her from. Yes. As, the, as Lily in Hannah Montana.
0: Yes. Miley Cyrus' best friend. Yeah. But yeah, she's like the baddie Spy Kids pair. Mm-hmm. Her, her and her brother. Her brother, Gary Giggles, called... Uh,
1: <laughs> Gary Giggles. It's Gary just a great name. <laughs>
0: yeah. And he has a little giggle... Like, bug well, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: well,
0: his name is Giggles, and he also has a funny giggle.
1: Little character trait. Little
0: character trait. We love it. He's played by Matt O'Leary. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of the main character really, in the second one. There is the Donovan, but I've, I haven't looked up who the actor is.
1: Donovan, their like dad? the dad. Oh no, yeah, their dad, and yeah, he's like yeah, the yeah. baddie
0: in this. He's he's the victim in the first film. Yeah. Baddie in the second one, yeah. and then the third one, he just turns up at the end with everyone else. For
1: he's kind of like, he's kind of like. Classic head of an agency that has bad motives and all that. Yeah, and Yeah, yeah, one, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And then the third one, we, as I said, we've got Sylvester Stallone in it, mm-hmm. the toy maker. So the third one, it just has some amazing cameos. It has
1: so, so many people. It has
0: Elijah Wood, as we said. Yeah. It's got Selena Gomez in it. Mm-hmm. She's in it for like two seconds. Uh, She's called. The water park girl—that's her credit on IMDb.
1: Massive, biggest credit she's had. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and um, of course there's George Clooney in all the films. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the OSS director, the sort of the spy organisation they work for. He's the head of it.
1: I always remember that scene. So when you see him, he has that like black <laughs> rectangle over his eyes, and there's one of the films. I can't remember which What's one. The first one. At the end? But yeah, he just. Lifts it up, I and I was I'm, like, I was so confused. I was like, What is that? It's
0: <laughs> like a tongue in cheek thing, and it's yeah, 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 really yeah, well yeah, done.
1: Yeah, yeah. I sort of
0: make fun of these like spy espionage, yeah, films yeah, yeah, and stuff. And I really like at the end when because there is like a family message to the film, obviously, mm-hmm. and at the end, they kind of just say it straight to camera,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's kind of playing with that device i really like it
1: yeah
0: it's almost like it's like
1: breaking almost yeah
0: and it's like rodriguez is like well this is a family kiss film so of course i have to put a wholesome warm message unless you're just going to say what it is right at the end right to the audience's faces yeah uh you know but then it because then it doesn't like the moments in it don't feel like emotionally cheesy Mm -hmm. like other stuff that happens actually Mm -hmm. in the narrative
1: yeah and you said and i suppose
0: it's a cool film like you watch as a kid you think this is really
1: cool yeah you want to be like them yeah you know i think that creative decision he made there is is probably because of the reason you said to me before we started recording was like he struggled to get a film commissioned Mm. and so he just pitched a kid's film right and he was probably like well if i'm doing a kids film. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make fun of them. Like yeah, he's yeah. gonna he's gonna make fun of Hollywood basically for yeah. doing it. You know, so
0: it's a, Yeah, it's like the, it's really cool because if you think about filmmaking, it's like the devices that filmmakers can use to poke fun at themselves, mm-hmm. to poke fun at the business, but like in an underhand sort of way. Yeah,
1: and. Sometimes I'm sure execs notice, but then sometimes I'm sure they're so oblivious they just don't even (laughs) realise. It's
0: like the way I actually make fun of you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Well, it's kind of like the Barbie movie where, you know, some of the jokes Mm -hmm. that they did about like Mattel and things, some of the jokes you think, oh, I'm surprised they let them do that. But then equally, there are things about it that you're like oh yeah mattel definitely was well up for that
1: yeah. <laughs> i mean i we would have like...
0: time to go into barbie right now no, 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 i just no, no. want to say that like...
1: go read my review about barbie oh, on, yeah. on my blog <laughs> <laughs> on my blog on the blog
0: <laughs> you've plugged it like a few times now yeah <laughs>
1: well gotta keep gotta keep pumping those numbers <laughs> <laughs> was it two people read it that hit, that hit deep. <laughs> <laughs> that hit real deep.
0: Again, I always just joke with Jiggy that I'm the only person that reads the book.
1: <laughs> you are. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's how it goes.
0: It's, it's fine. You're mm-hmm. the only person that watches my films, so. Yeah,
1: yeah. So there we go. A little two way street we got going on. Exactly. Don't we're we the only have... people that listen to our podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you think we're a bit like Junie and uh, Carmen Cortez, eh?
1: Well, yeah, I think that's part of our relationship.
0: You're younger, I'm older,
1: I'm Do you not think? I think that's why partly I I think I always liked their dynamic, because I actually think it's quite similar to our dynamic.
0: Ah, oh, maybe. You know not think? I, mean, I don't know, I've not thought about it till now, but now I'm thinking about it. Well, and yeah,
1: maybe. you got time. <laughs>
0: yeah, I feel bad for my, our sister, though. I mean, where does she fit into this? Well, yeah, no, obviously. I create an extra character first. She can be machete. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she can be machete. <laughs> to be fair,
0: he's very intelligent, makes all these gadgets.
1: Kind of comes in and saves the day sometimes.
0: Exactly, that's what our sisters like. <laughs> Very not,
1: not a machete wielding uh... no. person. Still. <laughs>
0: or she's like. Um...
1: This has gone on the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Anyway, never mind. We'll move on. We'll move on. Yeah. Okay. So I think we both think that the best worst order is the same. But does is that the same for your favourites?
1: Uh yeah. So. Okay.
0: So as, my favourite conto- by a long mile is the first one.
1: Yeah, then I would 100% second, then agree. Third. Well, it's the although most the Elijah
0: Wood uh, cameo does bring it up,
1: uh, it does give <laughs> a couple extra points on that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, no, I'd pretty much 100% agree. I mean, as context, so the second one basically they go off to this island where this you know mad scientist has created a bunch of artificial monsters and they're roaming around. The third one is obviously they enter a video game to save the world and it's all in 3D and whatever. So. Yeah, I would largely agree with the fact that, like, or the, not the fact, but the opinion that um, the first one's just the best and also the most nostalgic for me and I guess for you. Mm. Um, but even with how silly the third one is, it's like I put it on and it's going to be jokes. Like it's <laughs> going to be a really fun watch. Yeah. You know, the second one, I genuinely think is a good kids' film as well. Mm-hmm. There are things about it which are really great. Like I remember, you know, Junie gets this, like, spider monkey thing. Uh, yeah, a little creature. Yeah, a little creature. And then the big one, because they, so they're, like, mini versions and then the, mm-hmm. the actual big live versions. And then that kind of becomes his like, protector. And like you said, the first one, you're like, oh, I really want to be a spy. When you're a kid, you watch it and you're like, oh, I'd love to have, like, that kind of, like, I know it's a bit weird to say, but, you know, like, that fantasy of having, like, this monster that's, like, a buddy or a friend or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, that, that's, they're, like, your companion. Like, that's kind of a cool thing. It's vibes. Yeah, it's vibes. And then in the third one, there's so many, like, cool things that happen as well. Like, they get their own, like, there's, like, this motorcycle race Mm -hmm. or something. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, and, like, they all have their own, like, kitted-out motorcycles and it's, like, all this massive, like, three-dimensional, massive highway race. It's all, like, wow, I wish that was me.
0: It's very, he's very imaginative. Yeah, yeah. That strikes a chord with you as a kid. Yeah, sort of stuff that I imagine. And he said that, you know the Mm thumb-thumbs? He said in in an interview that he imagined those when he was 13. Really? Like, he had had just had them in his head as, like, an imaginary creature. And so when he was doing this film, it was like, well, I'm just going to use my idea. Well,
1: because the thumb-thumbs, there are moments in the first one where I'm like... I mean, looking back now, they're not, like, scary. But, like, when I was a kid watching it, I was like, oh, they're kind of intimidating. Yeah. You know? Like, they're just these, like, big...
0: They're quite thumb, weird. Thumb,
1: yeah, big thumb <laughs> creatures that are like—they're basically trying to attack the main characters. Yeah. So they're like quite scary. Anytime you ah, see them.
0: There's another um actor in the first one who I forgot. That's very famous, Tori. No, what's her last name?
1: The one who gets her hair burned off. But so she's supposed to be with Flute, flu, right? But then she's actually no, no.
0: She's the... meant to be with the OSS.
1: That's it. She's meant to be with the OSS, of course. Yes.
0: Uh, what's her yeah. name? It is t- 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 yeah, we t- do, Terry we... Hatcher, not Tori, sorry. Terry Hatcher. She's classic. She was Superman's uh, Lois Lane. Lois
1: Lane. She was Lois
0: Lane. She was in Desperate... Is it Desperate Housewives?
1: With uh, Vardes. No, no, that's not her name. Um, no,
0: Desperate Housewives. Is that the one where they're all like on that lane and they're all like mm-hmm. looking out the window? Yeah, the yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hunky yeah, yeah, Men. Yeah, she was yeah. in
1: Desperate Housewives. Hunky Men, yeah.
0: Hunky Men, I don't know. I couldn't quite remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, there you go. She's in it. Mm-hmm. And she gets her hair burned off, which is quite funny. So my favourite scene in the first one, actually in any of the films, is that scene just before she gets her hair burned off, basically. Mm -hmm. It's everything in the safe house. I loved that. I wish I had a
1: machine where you put something in it and McDonald's pops out. There's so many memes of that.
0: Oh, because yeah, well, everyone like, wants that in their life Yeah,
1: everyone's like, why is this not invented yet?
0: Like, it so should But even just, like, all the stuff they get to look at All, like, the, the, the gadgets, gadgets and yeah. stuff And then the chase scene when they've got the packs on their back
1: and flying Yeah, it's around. a great chase scene mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just really all well done, well blocked Well choreographed, well directed Like, it's all great
0: Yeah, so I just love anything in the safe house And also I do like all the submarine-y stuff Which is in the first and the second mm. one. Second one, there's also a McDonald's moment in the submarine So that's why it's, it's got mentioned It's a bit many- product
1: placement there, isn't it? Yeah, but tasty. Well, yeah. <laughs> Back in the day, McDonald's was pretty good as well. I think now yeah. it's a bit more well whatever. But, um,
0: well, and then also, it used to make me laugh so much as a kid in the, first, in the first film when they're in, like, the submarine boat thing when Junie's gone to the toilet and the voice is like, now flushing your poop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it used to make me laugh so much. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anything really gadgety was always my favorite yeah. scenes. Yeah.
1: There's that really cool gum thing. Mm-hmm. Like, the gumballs, where they have to, like, break it, chew it, and then spit it out. And it, like, does it, does it explode? It it it? No, no, it makes no, them go,
0: no. like, zzzz.
1: Yeah, yeah, And then there's that foam spray they have, which they stick oh, on yeah. people, and then they get, like, permanently stuck. Yeah. Yeah, which is great.
0: I mean, another good scene is when they're in Machete's place, and they basically steal all the gadgets.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's, and like... And the, to, like, weird plane thing.
0: Well, they're, like, he, she's, like, to Junie, you've got to learn how to fly the plane. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> gives them a massive book.
1: <laughs> yeah great there's the other scene from the first one I really really like is do you remember the scene where they're at the park and then mm-hmm. the two clones come along and then is it Junie's on the on the spinning wheel yeah. they start spinning and then he like flies off yeah Blake. yeah yeah and there's the other bit where oh now I'm just I oh, know I'm just like reminiscing about all the scenes mm-hmm. where they come to rescue their parents in mm-hmm. Floop's uh Floop's place and they meet the two clones again and Junie thinks he can just punch through this wall. So he just punches it, and it's just like, ow. And then Karma's is just like, oh. You're not that strong. No, <laughs> she
0: says, you're not that strong, Junie. Yeah. So she, like, pumps him up for it. She's like, yeah. you're strong. Who's the one who figured everything out? You're strong, Junie, you're strong. Yeah. And then he punches the wall. It's because she's making strong, fun of
1: him the whole <laughs> film, but actually it's brother and sister love. Exactly. Love like, I've been
0: making fun of you with your blog, with your Lulu loser, but actually. Right.
1: Best mates. Well, thanks for bringing that up again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Listen to our musical episode if you need context there. Yeah. Uh, for the Lulu Loser mention. Um,
1: um, anyway. Yeah, but there's so many great scenes. There's mm. uh, good scenes. You know what? I, I think the beginning scene in the second one is just really good. The theme park thing.
0: Oh, yeah. Where it's the girl from... Oh, what's her name? She's uh, in The Grinch. She's the main character. That, he, uh, what's her name?
1: The girl who... Yeah, who with curly hair. Yeah. Because I mean. that's how it establishes, like, the... To others, rivals, the rivals spies, yeah. yeah, yeah, which
0: is Gary and girly
1: Googles, yeah, yeah, yeah which is really yeah. good.
0: Yeah, I always used to like that opening scene. I really like theme parks and mm-hmm. roller coasters, so I watched
1: it. and I was like, Ooh, yeah. I'd like to go on that ride. There's, a, there's <laughs> a bit in the second one as well. Do you remember when they fall down the volcano? Oh yeah. And then they're falling, and they, and then it just cuts again, and they, they've been falling for hours. Yeah, like and then they're, they're literally just long? sitting there. They're like, how long have we been falling? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a good one. And then eventually, Steve Buscemi walks downstairs and. Let's there he is. stops stop them falling forever. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: When I was a kid, I used to get really scared of, like, the pirates in the cave bit.
1: Mm. But. But it's such good... Watching it now is not scary at all. No, no, <laughs> like, of course. Kid, but, like, 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 it's really... It's like you said, there's so much imagination there. And if, as a kid to watch, it's just fun, mm-hmm. you know? Everything about it is just fun, even though it's a bit silly and whatever. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think, like, it plays with these... Notions of like it's not like they're solving real life crime. It's like yes, it all is a bit fantastical.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's part of the charm, I think. Yeah. Is what you're saying—that's <laughs> the fun. And- Do you have Ooh. any criticisms of these films? One of my things is that it's a little bit too over the top. After the first one, mm. it goes too over the top with CGI usage.
0: Right. Yes. It's to mention. So basically, the first Bikers was the, was the last film he shot on film. And then everything else was digital. And mm-hmm. he basically shot the whole of the third film pretty much exclusively on a green screen.
1: I thought so, because mm-hmm. you watch it and you, yeah. Because I, I was watching the clip of the guy again. <laughs> <laughs> and and just the characters all look real and everything else does not. No,
0: oh, yeah. You know? Yes.
1: Which must have been annoying to act. You know, it's just as from an actor's perspective, everything is green screen. It's mm-hmm. like, where's the interaction? Where's- well, that was
0: Ian McKellen's problem with The Hobbit. He basically wasn't acting with anyone for months, and he
1: was like, "I'm just going to go crazy,
0: you know. As an actor, I need people." Yeah,
1: there's there's only so much you can like. You can't just draw inspiration from yourself at every moment. You need Mm. things there.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think that's why I think I don't like the second and third one as much because it doesn't feel as charming i suppose and mm. have that grounding as much as the first one done, yeah, which is exactly. probably helped by the f- yeah. fact it was made on film and yeah. feels more realistic in ways because oh, i love as well kind of the cool. family
1: home in the first one
0: oh it's such a nice it's house. such like what I have you fact, want they have isn't it? a massive jungle gym yeah <laughs> isn't this, their house?
1: They're just, they're just, well they are spies yeah so yeah, there's like a training regime in there
0: who knows who knows i didn't know that well, well that yeah good. i mean
1: at the time it makes sense but it's like they're training their kids and then without even knowing amazing
0: yeah. All these different levels of <laughs> meaning layered meaning in
1: the yeah, film.
0: Yeah. All right. Do you have any favorite quotes, then?
1: Well, we already said... said it. I, I've basically my, said my, the one my, one. my favorite quote is Steve Buscemi. I mean, it's so iconic.
0: Oh, the God one. Do you think
1: God lives in fear he's <laughs> created here on Earth? Yeah, it stays in heaven? Yeah, it's yeah. just great. Like, that's my favorite one, I would say.
0: Uh, I mean, I really like um, that one. Mm-hmm. I like well, the ones we've said, you know, I'm the guy. And then also, it's Mr. Minion now. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's like, so funny. For reference, we had... A, so well, you we, already we... tell
0: the story Did in we... an old episode if you were talking oh, about that.
1: <laughs> skip that out then. <laughs>
0: then go listen to our other episodes and Jiggy's got a story about Mr. Minion. <laughs> um, and uh, there's,
1: then... there's another um, quote I like from number three. Oh, yeah. Which is, so when Junie finally gets to the place, I think it's like level three or something, mm-hmm. where he finally finds Carmen... Uh, he can't quite see her, but he can hear her voice. Oh, yeah. And he's like, say something only Carmen would say. And she just goes, my feet stink. <laughs> <laughs> I just love yeah. that line. I just think it's great.
0: I also like Carmen's line from the first one when she goes, oh, shit. tacky mushrooms. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I
1: was going say that as a kid. Oh, I was shit. Shit. Like,
0: yeah. Do you want to have a little guess then of what Spike is and three got on the old Rotten Tomatoes? Even though we critics don't
1: trust Critics or audience.
0: It, we'll go for the critics. But also, you know, taking the Rotten Tomatoes rating with a pinch of salt.
1: Let me know. Okay. Okay. Uh, Critics, I'll go for number two, having uh, sixty-five. Bit more. Really, seventy. Bit more. Seventy-three. Bit more. Seventy-five. Yeah.
0: Seventy-five. Yeah. Not bad. (laughs) Not bad. (laughs) (laughs) Seem impressed.
1: Yeah. I I would have thought number two would almost be the one that people don't like. As much. Yeah, only because number three was iconic for being the 3D thing, you know?
0: Yeah, I don't think critics really care about that.
1: No. Okay, yeah, if it's critics, fair enough. So then for number three, I'm going to say 60. Less. 55.
0: Less. Oh. Uh, 50. Less.
1: Ay, 47. Less. 45.
0: Yeah. All right. 45 45%. 45% okay. So we have 93% for the first Spy Kids from critics, 75% for Spy Kids 2.
1: 45% for Spike. 3. Sort of a sharp decline. Yeah. Sort right? of a sharp decline.
0: Yeah. And the, um, I mean, the similar story on the uh, audience fans' mm. votes. Because it said 47% on audience reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I'll just tell you, Spike it's 2 is 39% from audience. Spikers 3 is 25%. <laughs>
1: yeah, but that's a shame because I think that's wholeheartedly misleading.
0: Yeah, I mean, the people that are writing these reviews are probably adults who were fans of his work beforehand. But then why are they the kids, Spy Kids? Like, well, I don't, I don't know, you have to take it up with them, you have to ask them, why are you so weird. hard on Spy Kids? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> don't know. i
1: refer to what I said earlier, like, genuinely, everyone I speak to that is like sort of our age, when they think of Spy Kids, they think awesome. <laughs> you know, like, awesome. 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 Yeah, it's yeah. great. <laughs>
0: True, I think it's pretty, pretty great. I think I will forever be watching the first film the rest of my life, mm. just for enjoyment and nostalgic purposes. Mm. Dip into the second one, dip into the third one, but the first one, honestly, I can
1: just watch. It's a very watchable film.
0: I've seen it so many times and, like, I don't get bored, so. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. Well awesome. done, Robert Rodriguez. Well played.
1: Well played. Despite all the haters.
0: Yeah, despite that. Ignore the haters. But they they ignore do. the haters, mate. And that's us know, anyone, if there's a Robert Rodriguez universe we should be doing a deep dive into. Man, we will missing. be
1: taking a look at the back catalogue yes. because uh, we need to. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we will. Yes.
0: We could do a Robert Rodriguez night.
1: True. Come then we could do a Robert Rodriguez episode at some point in the future. <laughs> yes,
0: and that's so true. That's what we should do. I mean, yeah. we are meant to be... This podcast, people, is all about nostalgic films, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Which is why, you know, like... In, like the musicals episode as well. We don't really talk about more modern stuff because it's not really nostalgic
1: no, for us. Is it? It's not nostalgic.
0: No, so no. Uh, they are apparently rebooting Spy Kids, sadly.
1: Yes, I've heard about with this.
0: Robert Rodriguez but involved.
1: Wasn't so, Spy Kids supposed to be coming out this year? Oh I the don't reboot. Know. I'm pretty sure they said it's coming out like this year.
0: Oh I don't know. I haven't really been keeping tabs on it so I couldn't say so, it's, uh, well, it's film or series?
1: Film, film. There was a Spy Kids 4 but that was, like, something else in t- Like, it was... whatever. And there's been, like, a Spy Kids TV spin-off? Ah, uh, like yes. The reboot should be this year, no? Uh,
0: Spy Kids Armageddon launches September 22nd on Netflix.
1: Oh, it's a Netflix movie? Yes. Does it have the original two in it? I don't think so. Oh, okay.
0: But it is a movie, so... It's largely a reboot rather than a direct sequel to the original movies, so... Okay, featuring all new cast. So
1: I think we'll for see. me the biggest thing is as long as it's not so like CGI heavy, I won't. I would be more up for watching it because I think that's part of what lost the appeal in the second and third one. From yeah,
0: me. I mean I'm not that interested in watching it if it gets good reviews, good critic reviews maybe because uh, I trust them from the feedback they gave the first film. So yeah. I'll see what they say if it's worth tuning into. It'll
1: probably be a fun watch. I'm sure it will be. Yeah, so I'm giving. Why say
0: that? I mean, did he do Boy and Love Girls well?
1: Oh my god, <laughs> that is a movie throwback in and of itself. Yeah. What <laughs> the Taylor a Taylor Lautner yeah. classic! Man, what a go.
0: Well, on that note, I think we should wrap up
1: again. <laughs> <laughs> before we get too far into we go that. too yeah. far into the Robert But this is, uh, this is episode nine, yeah. So we're almost at our final episode of season two.
0: Not almost. We are basically.
1: Yes, quite right. Wow. it's happening next? Well, we're doing pretty well, aren't we?
0: Yeah. What we need from you, because um, Mm. we're not going to be filming the episode till quite close to when it comes out this Mm. time, so what we would love to hear is, from your point of view, what makes a perfect movie? Yeah. What makes a perfect movie? We want to hear from you. Get in touch via Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, find us on Twitter. We're on yeah. there now. Even just comment on the podcast. We yeah. want to know what makes the perfect movie because that's going to be a big theme mm-hmm. and question we're going to be asking mm-hmm. ourselves in the finale
1: episode. Let us know what makes a perfect movie. Let us know some of your perfect movies. Please, uh, yes. And we would love to be able to shut them out in the episode as well.
0: As as I thought you said shut them out in the episode. Shout,
1: shout them out. <laughs> shut <laughs> them out.
0: <laughs> shut them out in the oh, episode. Oh, uh,
1: your opinion's <laughs> invalid, mate. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Well, great hosts we yeah, are. No, exactly. <laughs> um, oh, funny, but yeah, this has been another episode of One of Us Filmmaker Podcast. So we will see you next time.
0: See you next week for the finale.
1: Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye.